is Jesus and Gym Shoes. Boy, this Welcome is to Jesus, Jesus and Gym Shoes, Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills in Jesus. I have one of my, man, I would say one of my oldest friends. Man, we've been knowing each other forever. Yeah, I got a Johnny Lovett, uh, a.k.a. Johnny Fresh, a.k.a. Fresco on, on the podcast. Man, it's been a long time. Happy to have you. Yeah. Good to be yeah. here, man. Happy to be here. Introduce yourself, dude. Um, so I'm Johnny Lovett. Uh, my my business name actually is Johnny Fresh. Um, started out long time ago. Uh, Donald and I met. You know, we were doing entrepreneurship classes. Uh, we were like, you know, really getting into um, life and understanding how you know like business and stuff works. And you know, it's beautiful to like have watched us you know grow to this time. But uh, I'm excited to be here, man. I'm currently the uh, chief integration officer at uh, an agency in Chicago called 1035. And then I also run uh, a micro firm called Unsurfaced, uh, where we do, you know, like strand, uh, not strategy, uh, brand insights, you know, ideas, things like that. So um, ready to chat, man. <laughs> oh, that's what's up, man. It's, uh, it's good to have you here. You are one of my um, so a lot of people that know me know that I like gym shoes, but you are a person who, <laughs> since we met and we were like 15, 14, 15 or whatever it was, you have always been a connoisseur of <laughs> gym shoes. And it has like, it's all, I was like, dang, man, Johnny got those. Or when you had, <laughs> even when you had Stay Fresh online, like it was one of the coolest yeah. I had seen. I was like, man. Um, yeah, so what's your? I ask this to everybody what's your favorite pair of gym shoes? All right, um, so I have a lot of shoes that I'm in love with now, and like, so I know, I know we'll get into like fashion and and um, all of that stuff, but like, I really like one of my favorite sneakers right now. I I actually have you, I know you told me to bring my favorite sneaker, so I'll get to that, but like, one of my I think favorite sneakers that I love right now is um the Louis Vuittons, the the uh the the Jordan three kind of esque uh it's like a runway sneaker yeah that uh, Virgil yeah the one Virgil design and I I love it because I feel like in sneaker culture right now like the hottest sneakers are just remade things you know uh -huh. it's it's ironic but it is what it is it's like people putting their own twist on it so even though like you have the Louis Vuitton Air Force One that's about to come out. And, you know, all of that stuff, people are not going to be able to get it. I feel like that runway sneaker is still kind of like that iconic, um, you know, like clashing of the of the cultures of the of worlds and things like that. So I love that. But um, this going to always be my, my favorite, man. Like I still have. I, yeah, the blue to grace, man. And I, I, I should have had them sign them. But like when we were when this shoe came out and like we were doing uh, it was like, kind of like a media run. Um, people are having them sign them like in the clubs who was signing people's shoes and stuff. So it's pretty crazy. But like this um, October 2019, man, I kind of consider this like my sneaker too. <laughs> so yeah, the blue to great Jordan ones, man. This is the pair that I have on ice. I'm wearing a pair now that's busted, but this my this this joint is. I'm not wearing these. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't able to get a pair. I uh like I oh, man. Them, I wasn't able I wasn't able to get a pair, and then I like saw so many people with them, and I was just like, oh. Well, I was able to get these. I, I remember being in um, I was actually in the airport on the way to Jamaica mm. last year, and this guy had them on, and I was just like, it just hurt so bad. I was like, yeah. man, I wish you would have told me, cause like, so, man, we had a a moment. I won't mention the retailer, cause I don't know if 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 it was if we were supposed to be able to do this, but we ended up buying like the stock at a store. Like we didn't, oh. they didn't sell, they didn't sell them. They just gave them to us. Oh wow! So like I I have five pair like, <laughs> but I I busted four of them though. So like, <laughs> yeah, I wish yeah. you would have told me, man. Yeah, and I think Roby took the top off of his and made it a low top. Yeah, like, made it a low. Yeah, so yeah, I think Roby did that. But um, but yeah, I think the shoe is because it's like corduroy on there and yeah, corduroy um, suede. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, I think it was really dope, especially with the with the colors and it's a mid, so like mm -hmm. all mids get all of the colors. They get yeah. all the colors. They, they set it. They set it off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like man, why can't? Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. I I most definitely yeah. I tweak by not even asking, and, and and I think for me, I was just like man, I ain't gonna ask. Johnny inbox probably getting hit up. 
from yeah you know, i was just i mean i was i was curving people of course because yeah. it wasn't really much i could do but then when we came up on the the bigger stock of them um mm -hmm. most of them were for like his family and friends and stuff but i was still able to get you know like a bulk a bulk run and i didn't like resell them or nothing crazy because it's like yeah. shit, i'm on the team so i just um a lot of my friends and family people that you know wanted to grab them, we were able to get them the one challenge i had though um with my wife when we were at the launch event um we didn't buy like they maybe had like four pair total of like women's shoes at that particular event and then they may have made like 12 pair total women sizes like they didn't make women's runs at all so we um we had to buy her pair from somebody off of stock x that i or one of the, one of the resale sites that had like went to the event and bought the women's you know size yeah. but it was crazy because we um i think like you know blue's mom his sister erica badu like there's like six people that we know of that have the shoe and then my wife has a pair but um that's like probably the 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 most craziest you know that that it was like why didn't we buy more of the women's sizes when we were there because the melanie asani jordan had came out too so it was just man she you win some you lose some i want those 15s the 15 is like an underrated shoe and i With really snake skin yeah oh no 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 the um the beige ones that she did the all beige oh i got you yeah yeah, yeah. i actually so i actually just ordered a, i ordered a pair of 15s um and they got stolen via fedex oh wow. i am so hurt like i got insurance on it and everything and well that's good can I'm, they send you another pair though no because i got no, them, they have the um refund. yeah they just gave me the refund but i got the insurance on it um because somebody was sell somebody was selling them like this mm -hmm. guy i knew from college he was selling like a bunch of shoes that he had and yeah. i was like bro send it to me put the insurance on it because you know packages have been coming up missing. Yeah. so luckily i put you know the insurance on it but it was the all black ones with the like the gold accents on the side. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm wearing this shoe all <laughs> summer. I haven't seen that shoe since forever. But I just got so I just got a pair of shoe, a pair of Jordans. Um oh, that silver box. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I have been wearing this oh, yeah. here thing, this three. And it is so comfortable. Like threes, they have extra padding. Yeah, yeah. And it's just soft. It's just soft. Like right in here, um, at the at at the at, at the toe box, it's just softer than like the normal leather. But yeah, it's a really good shoe. It's a really those well joints are. Yeah, those joints are beautiful. I love that brand too. Like they mm -hmm. um, they're just like really clean, man. Like it's just it's crazy. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, no, nah, those are. I would I haven't bought Jordans in a while, but that's a that's mm -hmm. a pickup. That's a pickup for sure. Yeah, I've been trying to like not buy like everything that comes out and just like if I see something that I really, really like, yeah. I'll I'll get that as opposed to trying to just like keep up with like everything that's coming out. And that leads me to like what we talked about. So me and Johnny have been knowing each other for forever, but like life gets in the way, so you don't really get to be around your friends as much and um johnny's married to an amazing woman um my homie um and you know i saw you at uh ny's wedding and you know mm -hmm. we just chopped it up just catching up because we you know schedules or whatever we can't really we can't always get in touch but um or get together but one thing that really stuck out um we had a conversation and you were talking about how um our younger, you know, our younger siblings, they'll see us and like, they'll see us and stuff. And it, it'll be popular, but they won't see that like, hey, I had to like stack my bread for me to get mm -hmm. there. So like these Amamiya 3s came out a while ago, but I wasn't able to get them. So that means that like, you got to stack. It costs more. It costs more for you to be able to get them. So, um, what what is it about what is it about fashion that like really sparks your interest um i honestly think for me it's storytelling like a lot mm -hmm. of things that that i'm driven by especially like at 33 is like storytelling like i love watching films and stuff and so anytime like even right now like i i always look forward to like like different 
like products and things that like have told stories over time and then like them coming in the sneaker culture. So like the last shoe, actually my wife bought me the Uno Air Force Ones, right? So it's right. like, um, it's a, it's a very cool Air Force One, but it's, it's simple, right? It's primary colors with black, you know, it's color blocking. Um, but I love it because like Uno has been a centerpiece of like my life forever. You know what I'm saying? We play that. Mm-hmm. My brothers are super competitive, you know, with Uno. So it's like, I, I think, storytelling for me or like that emotional connection to things um i think is pretty epic like that's you know that's what kind of drives me now um but yeah man like i think fashion has like it's been with me for so long because at one point too like even to your point about stay fresh online like that was my very first business it was before like complex existed or any of these like culture focused media companies you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what it was. It was like keeping people fresh online, like with the, you know, what was cool, what was coming out from sneakers to fashion to culture. Um, And I think at the time I was just like way ahead of my time. Like I didn't have the skill set that I have now to like really be able to, you know, see it all the way through. But um, it was a beautiful time because I feel like I'm still that same kid that was like trying to find out what was cool, you know, trying to be on the hip stuff. And then now I'm kind of boring. Like I just... I like, I, I love the things that I love. Like I, you know, I'm so simple. Like I'm trying to buy, you know, Louis Vuitton sneakers when I can to the point of stacking. Like we was back in the day, we were stacking for Jordans. Now it's like, I'm stacking yeah. to try to get a pair, you know, of things that I, that I, that I love, or even like, you know, this hat, like I love Hot Wheels bait, you know, Hot Wheels and Mattel did a collab yeah. and, you know, I was able to reach out to them like, Hey, could y'all send me that? I didn't have to buy it. So it was crazy. Like I'm just, are really reaping the the benefits of hard work and all honesty, man. So it's just kind of fun. Like, but yeah, it's sneaker culture though, I'm 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 into storytelling, man. Stuff that I can talk about that, you know, that kind of connect me or take me back to a place. Okay. What was that first moment like? So <laughs> side note, you the first like cat that I saw my age with like a Louis book bag when you and Don, when you and Don <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it wasn't the Damier uh yeah. So the, so the, so the story about that backpack, right? Like everything, that's the thing about me too. Like I appreciate, and I know we'll get into the, the second half of the conversation, but it's like, I do appreciate the fact that like, I don't consider myself super material. Like these are, this is stuff that like, I, you know, at one point in time, I couldn't afford until that point of that backpack, right? Like my best friend's mom bought me that. So like, I have a best friend. I won't, I won't out her, but we, um when we were in college, ironically, her mom like went to the Louis store and bought her the collection. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like we, you know, were super cool. And like she knows that I'm into this stuff, but I could never afford it. I think at the time, like I may have bought like a wallet. You know, I had like everybody had the wallet change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I bought that. And um, she called me and she was like, hey, you know, my mom's in the Louis store and she wants to make a bet with you. And I'm like, what? And she's like, if you promise her that you're going to graduate college, she'll buy you the book bag that you want. And I'm like, nah, you joking? And she's like, yeah. So <laughs> she buys me the bag. But mind you, like the this was sophomore year, freshman year. I had yeah. like got kicked. I got dismissed from school because of grades and stuff. So it was kind of like she pushed, she catapulted me, right? Like maybe I could go and buy a Louis bag now, but then it was like, no, that's, that was impossible, unheard of, you know, but that's how I got that bag. And so it was like, that was like, you know, when you talk about storytelling, you talk about things that motivate me, like that was like, all right, now I have to not just graduate college, but I got to like really go for this shit. Cause she, you know, and not, excuse my language, but it's like, you know, yeah. she just, she teed me up in a way that I could never even imagine. So um yeah man that's like that's the backstory there like i i couldn't i couldn't have put that together myself <laughs> yeah and I, I think i think that that's beautiful right because it happens just even us crossing paths and us wanting to you know create businesses or us being put in situations where we didn't necessarily know that these things we didn't know what entrepreneurship was right mm-hmm. we knew like the concept i mean of course we've seen barbers we've seen people who own their salons or like people we walk into stores and we see entrepreneurs but like we didn't re- necessarily realize that an entrepreneur yeah, would be an everyday person yeah. yeah and um you know we had big stew and i can't remember your teacher um the one that um uh the woman um, um. I can't think Man, of that. I can't. Yeah, her name is. Forgive me. I, I think I remember it though. Yeah, but she was super dope. 
Yeah, Cooper, Mrs. Up. Cooper, right? Yeah, she went on to own a, a family dollar or something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she like left teaching and like opened a, a, a couple of family dollars, I last heard. And I like That's using crazy. The capital to, <laughs> to yeah, be able to, right? Like, serious capital to be able to do that. Um, but just even it goes into storytelling and to see where you are now. Um, um, and you know what it is that you do, and so you had this one collection, and I and I'm on you and Josh about it all the time. But I thought it was very, very uh, beautiful. Um, the the wording of it, and it was you know no love, right? K N O W, yep. yeah, K N O W L O V E. Um, shout out to my ex for stealing my sweatshirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, I. I it goes to storytelling because a lot of people are out here and you know, they're just loveless. Right. But I think yeah. that it's really beautiful that you guys wanted to embrace that, um, embrace it, right. Embrace love on, on all different standpoints. Um, get into that a little bit, that story. Yeah. So I feel like at that time, um, like, I, like Josh is like my my brother, so it's like at that time we were doing Fresh Connection, and I think we had um just like it was just us two doing it at the time, and I feel like that was a um, it was just it was a moment in hold on my dog is like going crazy, hold on no, so yeah. <laughs> so with um with like no love at that time like it was um. I feel like it was interesting because like we originally designed it N O L O V E and it was like no love. Like it was supposed to be about like, like we, and we specifically, I feel like in the design that is called out as well. But um, at the time, like we was just like, it was a lot going on and we were creating it to kind of be provocative. And then I think like we kept talking about it more and more. And it was like, you know, we have this, like we come from this, from that space, where we were going in, but it was like, it actually could be something more, you know what I'm saying? It could be something that isn't just provocative because like we're trying to strike something in people, but it's like, let's actually capture the full story. You know what I'm saying? Both sides of it. The fact that like you could know love or you could have no love for, you know, people in a sense or for these situations or for these moments. And at that time it's like, we were just trying to figure out, you know, like who we were. So I think we were put in like, our personality and, you know, kind of like what we were going through into the clothes way more than people probably even knew or that we were even saying it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think for, for me, it was like kind of being on two different spectrums at the same time. Like we were, we were younger in our twenties and it's like, you know, man, you feel like you're not getting no love from the people around you, but yet it's still like, we do know love and we do experience it and, you know, we have it. So um, yeah, that's kind of like, what I, how I would put it, I think Josh will have a different <laughs> description. Than he was on, <laughs> I'm but, sure, yeah. yeah. But I think even with that, you guys um, did some things that were really cool, like the uh, artwork um, shirt. Uh, yeah. I actually saw Roy in that shirt um, <laughs> <laughs> last year. I think it was. I was like, dang, yeah, still that running that joint. And Rewind has it uh, still. Uh, I don't even know what happened to mine. Um, but I thought that you guys created some really, really cool things. Um, and especially with me being in Kansas at the time, mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, this is my homeboy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Usually when like people get homeboys, at the time people was just like words on shirts. But it yeah. wasn't. Like, well, we was, <laughs> we, was, yeah. like, we was going crazy yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so it was, it was really thoughtful. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm fresher than y'all because – Y'all homeboys just got like random, <laughs> like it it's wasn't like curated, you know. I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was really cool, and so I've always respected that. Um, and so with that, um, how was what was the family? Did you were is your family fashionable or are they like um, hiding or? No, my sisters, my sisters and my brothers are. I feel like I mean I think the flyest person I'm related to right now might be my goddaughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's coming with it, man, and I'm not. I'm not even a part of who's investing in it, but she's coming with it, though. So, um, but yeah, I feel like my family is fashionable. My dad is definitely like super fly, like, but from his era, though, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like he, I think the one thing that we have in common 
is the Air Force One. Like my dad, my dad is why I started really wearing Air Force Ones. Like he had them joints back in the day. And um, I think it was just like, it was our sneaker at one point in time. And then of course, yeah. like we were into Jordans and stuff, but that was the one that, you know, when I started working, I could afford to buy a, it was like, you know, Air Force Ones at one point in time, was 65, 70 bucks. So it's like, yes, you know, I, I saved two, two checks. I was working at finish line too. I'm buying a couple pair and some dunks. I got some dunks from back in the day too, like bloody gums, the, you know, Miss Piggies, like some stuff that probably won't ever come back out again that I might have paid 40, 50 bucks for. That's, you know, four or $500 now, but I'm wearing my joints, so I can't resell them. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I definitely have, um, you know, I think my, I think my family is definitely like fashionable, you know, my wife is pretty, pretty fly. So it's like, Fly. Yeah, I think so <laughs> she. Yeah, she. I don't even be knowing where she be getting stuff, man. It just be. I'm still mad she got those original, the first pair of uh ALD um New Balances, the white ones. Man, yeah, she has those. She got the chunky donkeys. She's got the yellow fear gods. Like she's kill. She's killing me at this point. Like yeah, I don't even. I'm telling you, it's just I don't know. I don't know how it just it just shows up. I don't have nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll be like, uh, but the shoe that we have in common, me and Atina, the shoe that we have in common is the um is the is the is the air, the high top Air Force One by that um what is his name? Um I'm like high top Air Force One. High top Air Force One that oh my goodness. Hold on, oh my goodness, hold on. Oh shit, I forgot. What high top Air Force Ones does she have? If I don't have the only other grill that I have, these. Oh, the Ricardo T. Ricardo yes. T. Yes. She's got the yeah. She got the tall joints. Yes. Yeah. And I got the I got the ones right up under it, but yes. Oh, yeah, no, nah, you're right. That's it. Yeah, he took it back. I remember that. Yeah, we wore it. She wore it at the sneaker ball. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I've had them. Um, I remember being in Houston when them things dropped and like outside trying to get service. Yeah, to grab them. Website. <laughs> I can't even. I'm trying to remember. I can't even remember why I got those from. I actually got those for her. I felt like back in the day. And I don't even remember how, but I was like, yo, these, we got to get these. Like, yeah. These are stupid. <laughs> yeah, the Ricardo Tizis, man. I wear it. I wear it several times a year. Like I'll yeah. never get rid of this shoe. Yeah, it's that was a great. Favorite. That was a great collection. Yeah, but um, so moving a little bit forward, we talked about just kind of like how you grew up and mm-hmm. um the way you were introduced to church. Or yep. introduced to Jesus. What was it like pre-introduction, and then how were you introduced? So, um, I want to say I got introduced to like Jesus and church maybe around like ten or eleven. Um, it really was a result of like my dad and my stepmom. Like they would go to church every Sunday, and mm-hmm. um, I would spend a lot of weekends with my dad. So I started going to church, and I was. Um, Early on, like I was super into it, you know what I'm saying? Like I was going to Sunday adult Sunday school with them, which was started like eight o'clock, and then uh, we go to service, and service would probably go to like noon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were doing that, you know, every week for a couple years. So it's like um, I ended up, you know, I, I would teach Sunday school some some weeks. I even taught like adult Sunday school, maybe like fourteen or fifteen or something, because you know it was something that I was into. Like I was into the word I wanted to learn. And then I feel like I started off with uh, um, like those one a day Bibles as so I read the whole thing. And so it was like, um, it was a, a really solid foundation, you know, cause it was consistent and that's what we were doing. And I feel like I've seen definitely people my age at the time, like have resistance to it. So, but for me, it was just like, you know, it was something that I was into. And so we were doing it and we were consistent about it. Mm-hmm. Um, What was that? What was, so with that, what kind of shifted or did anything shift? Um, I feel like so what shifted for me personally as I got older is like I started to, you know, you start to live and get exposed to the world and make different decisions. And, um, you know, I was like just doing a lot of stuff that I felt like when I'm going to church, 
they're like, you know, shunning or downing. And it was becoming more of like a um, a comparison of like the world and how bad the world is. And, you know, like, you know, being of the world was being shunned. And it was weird because it's like, OK, as I'm learning and growing, you know, at the time we're learning entrepreneurship. Right. 15, 16, 17. Um, and it was conflicting because you the only way to be successful is to go out into the world to be able to operate in these environments to understand how things work and to really like um be able to grow and i felt like in that environment with church specifically where i was you know at that time it was like it was conflicting it was almost like okay if i try to do this and follow this path i can't do what i really feel like i'm meant to do on this side you know what i'm saying and um i don't know it was just it was interesting so i feel like the shift might have happened you know at like 1920 you know, 21 or whatever, you know, you're going to college, you know, you're starting to see things, be exposed to different things. And it was never like a shift, like, oh, I lost my faith or anything. It was a shift from the structure because I'm like, you know, even on Sunday, like I'm trying to work, I'm networking. I was working for the newspaper in college. It's like, mm -hmm. man, my time is just now different. I can't do the things that I was doing before. And it was, uh, it was kind of conflicting, but it wasn't like a faith conflicting. It was more of like a, you know, how I have to navigate my faith moving forward, if you will. Okay. Okay. And so what was that? Um, so navigating the faith, what were kind of the, the ways that you navigated it? Um, Really like, so I'm still like, even to this day, I'm still very much a firm believer in, in Christ and my walk um, is very personal. So it's like, I don't, I'm not in church every Sunday. You know, I'm not going to sermons. I'm not teaching Sunday school anymore, but it's still a part of my household. You know what I'm saying? I still actually give money to the church. We still like do t-shirt collaborations and stuff. So it's it's funny because I feel like over that time when I'm 21, 22, 23, it wasn't like I was losing my faith or I was like doing secular things, but it's like, you know, I'm just in different environments. I have to network. I have to do things. You know, I'm, I'm starting to work in the advertising industry, which is crazy when you start to see it um, beyond just like the professional environment. So it's just like, it was just a lot going on. And I felt like I wanted to invest in myself and never forget like, you know, that foundation. So I was still reading, you know, uh, I'm a huge fan of like daily bread, like the little book, because it's yeah. like, you know, even if, you know, the story is something that's far out or something, I'm just like, oh, OK, this just doesn't relate. I feel like it still keeps me grounded. You know what I'm saying? And I think we um, over that time, too, like when you also talk about a shift, like my mentality toward um, toward like religion shifted as well. Whereas like I don't really invest in religion. I more so invest in belief and in, in spirituality. And I feel like, you know for me, like Christ and Jesus and, you know, Christianity is kind of the thing that I, that's what I choose to follow. That's what I choose to believe. But I don't, you know, think that that, like, I feel like in our, in our environment too, like Christian environments, we're told that all of these other things are false and it's like false gods, thousand percent. But from the perspective of like other religions and what people believe, I feel like, you know, it's their version of what, you know, what we are, you know what I'm saying? So um i respect it but i also i just i've broken more so away from the idea of religion and like that doesn't mean that i'm conflicted with my belief though mm. so a lot of people would hear that and i think the first thing that they would say is is either you have to believe one thing right so that makes all other things false um mm. other people listen and they say you know so where do you draw the line between like belief and religion because they kind of overlap a little bit right mm -hmm. so um, and then I think there's a third point of view where people would agree with you, where they say, you know, uh, where they just automatically understand and they're just like, you know, oh, I'm the same way. Like, I, but they take it a little bit further and they say, you know, I'm forget the church. I don't want to. Do yeah. Well, I'm walking with Jesus. Just me and, you know, me and Jesus by myself. Yeah. Me, all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, um, you really can't tell me. And then I think there's a fourth thing also mm -hmm. um, where people kind of just like overlap everything. And it's just all yeah. like a Venn diagram, just everything kind of overlaps and everything is the same and everything is permissible. Right. And so what I, what I want um, to know is like, where do you draw the line? Right. What's the difference? Between, what do you see as the difference between like religion and because this is Jesus gym shoes. Right. So yeah. Yeah. The difference between like, uh, not subscribing to religion, but still following Jesus and your, or yeah. your 
And and I feel like so before I even go into my answer, there's nothing wrong with religion. There's nothing wrong with following Christ in a way that you feel is best for you. You know what I'm saying? Or even what you believe in, how, whatever that, you know, as long as that's not in any uh, offense to man, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, and, I, and when I say man, I mean, man, one, I mean, mankind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, believe in what you believe in. But I feel like for me, I don't necessarily draw the line because I have an understanding of it. Like for me, it's, it's only two things. And this is like my personal, this is what I, how I live. Right. You have, or how I would answer your question, not necessarily how I live, but you have religion and then you have belief. And I feel like religion is a practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, but belief is like, uh, it's an internal driver, if you will. So it's like, you can't believe in religion, you know what I'm saying? But you can believe in what religion teaches you or the practices or the things that it allows for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I look at religion like an industry. Yeah, It's a practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no different than advertising that you know the industry that i work in but beyond that and i think i would encourage people to understand that you know what i'm saying that religion is an industry and it's okay it's it's something that you should support like i like i said earlier i still give to my church because i want to see them prosper you know it's not many people helping people in the community it's not many people bringing people together giving them positive reinforcement and putting them back out into the world to be better people you know what i'm saying like i understand what the industry is meant is meant to and i support that a thousand percent but for me personally you know that it was that conflict of okay can i am i able to do this in the same way that i would do something else you know what i'm saying and uh i i it was a conflict but that's my personal belief though i would i also don't get into like the pressuring you know other people into the things i believe i feel like what you where you feel your calling you know is what you should follow you know what I'm saying? And for me, that was God. That was Christ. That was the same thing that, you know, if I was to go and sit in the church like I have before and, and like I will again, I don't feel pressured or I don't feel out of place. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand it and I accept it. But um, a part of like making that decision of who I am personally, it was like, you know, I understand those separations and I try to just like, you know, make sure that my faith isn't wavered in anything that I believe that might be connected to the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think so just to break some things down and, you know, I love having those conversations. Um, I think that a lot of times people will take what you just said and kind of just like run with it and not necessarily have foundation um, with it. Um, so you said a lot. So two things. Uh, but the, the first thing of the two is that, you know, a lot of people just like misquoted the scripture. Um, mm -hmm. You know, being in the world, you know, uh, being in the world, but not of the world. Right. And so they took that to everything. Um, Pastor Eric Mason. I'm listening to Pastor Eric Mason's series, Dr. Eric Mason's series, a series about, you know, Christian liberties and mm -hmm. things we can and can't do just based off of, you know, Christianity. Right. And so I think that a lot of people, they followed those things so staunchly, but they didn't love it. They didn't love people. Right. Mm -hmm. They they were so worried about legalism and what you um, the the practices. But it's like if you're doing these things and they're absent of Jesus, like what's the purpose of doing it? So you will meet yeah. like, yeah, I don't go to movies and I don't do any of this stuff. And they'll hold it over your head as if it's something for something for them to be awarded for. Paul said he was like, look, I'm. I, I was educated with uh, with you know with the top with, with top notch um, mm -hmm. of education. You know I'm I'm a Jew's Jew, right? And so um, you know I'm Roman. I'm a you know I'm a Roman citizen. Like yo, it is yeah. like I am at the top. But none of that, none of that holds a candle to what Jesus did when He redeemed me. So that way I'm able to go and talk to all people. And so I think mm -hmm. what a lot miss um is that the bible says with love and kindness have i drawn thee right so you have to yep. love people where they are and then that brings them in and when you're can watching, i jump in yeah um, i'm listening i want to jump in really quick and add something on that like i actually had a recent experience where somebody asked me if i believed in jesus and then challenged me for it you know what i'm saying and i literally had to tell them like regardless of what you believe or what you want me to believe this is the, the this is the one person 
the one being that I know is on this earth that I would want to model myself after or at least follow. You know what I'm saying? If I had to choose, if I had to. And so I was like, it's not really about you trying to pressure me into something that I believe. That's why, you know, even going back to what I was saying earlier about belief is like, you're not going to shake. You're not going to shake me with <laughs> this garbage. You know what I'm saying? If you will. So I do see some sides of where people come from, but I, I, I hear you loud and clear and I'm going to let you go back. Cause yeah, I, I mean, apologize but, even, you but, off, but that struck that a chord, scenario. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. But even in that scenario, I think that there's a way to do things, right? If you say that you believe in Jesus, I think the way to have that conversation is to be like, yo, oh, okay, that's what's up. Like you, you don't necessarily leave it there, but like you don't challenge mm -hmm. people. Like that's not what defending the faith is. Defending the For faith, sure. or when you're an apologist, I think you you throw little things in there, and you leave people wanting more, as opposed to me kind of like testing you because nobody want to just be a random conversation where you just like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I too. oh okay, so do you believe in 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 the um right now? Yeah, you, know, you, you, know. you believe in the death and resurrection, right? Okay, cool. Now I do I do that just to be funny, but like I do have those conversations, like especially if I'm going on dates or if I'm like talking to different women or whatever, mm -hmm. or you know I'll, I'll dig in a little bit deeper then because the conversation like allows that. But I'm not yeah. like randomly going up to people like, oh like trying to test them on you know the fivefold ministry or like what it actually means yeah. or you know just like different things like that thing is I want you I want to introduce you to Jesus like hey I believe that Jesus died and he rose again. And I think that he loves you so much that we're having this conversation mm -hmm. that he wants to bring you closer to him. And once Jesus brings you closer to him, then we can go and have those conversations where you, you know, where, where people can do that. And I and I think that a lot of people are so gun ho and it's cool, but a lot of people are so yeah. gun ho that they miss how to have those conversations. Um, and so even even with that conversation, why did um why did they do you know it, why they felt the need to like you know yeah, it, so so it's actually a it's a, a relative and um basically like you know people that are around me know that like i'm not ashamed of my faith i'm not ashamed of what i believe in you know what i'm saying i believe that jesus represents love and that's what i try to like put into the world you know what i'm saying it's to my family and to my friends and to the people around me and um and even to the point like i'm gonna keep stressing the point about like not i don't shun religion or going to church or like, you know, anything like that, because I feel like that's, you need it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people need that fellowship. It's important. And I come from that, you know what I'm saying? But I think um, in that particular situation, it was a person that doesn't believe, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't have the faith. So it was kind of like awkward for me because I'm, I can't like, I can have this conversation with you about Jesus, but I can't have the conversation with you about church. But I think that a person like you who comes from that environment and now feeling like you have lost your faith and that you don't, you know, necessarily believe you need church. You need to see that fellowship. You know, you need to be in that because there is there. That's a serious disconnect. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't feel disconnected at all. It's just a matter of the choices that I make, you know, being a man. But this is a isolated situation where it's like, OK, now you you can't challenge my faith as a lack thereof on your own part you know what i'm saying yeah and um yeah it was just interesting because that i that that particular type of conversational experience had never happened to me before yeah <laughs> ironically it happens to me all the time oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a beautiful experience i mean luckily you know i try to you know stay equipped so that way i can have those types of conversations with people mm -hmm. um yeah, but and I think that that's the that's the thing that like I want Jesus in gym shoes to do. I want Jesus in gym shoes to be, you know, uncomfortable conversations that mm -hmm. people have because um, I think that there, um, I think that there's a lot missing. Um, there's a lot missing where um, where you feel where things are mistaught. So then mm -hmm. they lead to because there's a barrier there, right? There's a barrier that people put in there where they're just like, um, oh, you can't go out into the world and do these different things. And it's like, no, you can, right? And, and a lot of people talk about TD Jakes or they talk about like Joel Olsen. And it's just mm -hmm. like, hey, TD Jakes sold like millions of books, right? So if a person sells millions of books that they wrote, right, they're going to get like, if they sell 10 million books and they get like a tenth of that. 
they're going to be a millionaire, right? So if they get like 20% of that, they're going to get like, they're going to have $2 million based off of like 10 million books that they sold. And, you know, in T.D. Jakes' case, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily getting into like the money, but well, no, nah, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. But they, people have done things, um, people have done things and they'll, uh, people have done things that have most definitely discouraged people from going to church. Mm-hmm. But people also, um, people also should do, have done a lot that should like lead people closer to church. Like, like you yeah. said, people that are, um, that are giving back, uh, uh, Pastor Corey Brooks, you know, he's done a lot for that community over there by O Block, right? Um, mm-hmm. and then you got like different people, um, throughout Texas that, that I know that I've like sent money to like small churches that have like housed people, um, when different storms came or even yeah. here. They give an excessive amount of money, almost too much money. I'd be telling my dad all the time, like, yo, bro, like, y'all need to chill on how much y'all help me. (laughs) But but I think it's it's necessary, man. And and I think it's needed. Like, even with me, like I have a church home. You know what I'm saying? I would I would say that my church home is is St. Mark uh, Missionary Baptist in Harvey. You know what I'm saying? That's where my family goes. That's where, you know, I grew up. I grew up in that church. So it's like. Uh, even when, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, like we were going there Sunday mornings and I would help my dad and them set up the uh, the outdoor service space. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't stay for service, but I'm there and I'm still helping. So I feel like I think what a lot of us, especially like younger people kind of miss is like the community. You know what I'm saying? Like church, church builds community and it's not the community that you find online. Like I think that people, you know, kind of are missing the, a lot of us, I think, you know, especially people our age are missing the purpose of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people really need that, that support. They need that genuine, you know, I feel like that genuine connection that you'll find from people in the faith when you go to, you know, when you go to church, when you have a church home. So I think, you know, I, I understand it, but I think a lot of people misunderstand it for that purpose. And even, you know, potentially some people that's in the church that's leading, you know, misunderstand that that need that people need that, you know, that comfort, that push. And I think that that I don't I can't say that that's like why people may not show up. But I do think that that's um we overlook that. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. overlook that importance of that community, that that love that you get when you're in that environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think. um Yeah. I agree. So let's shift gears real quick to like strategy, right? Yep. So I think that we we alluded to it a little bit about just like how your thinking goes when you did stay fresh online and when you did mm-hmm. um and when you did uh um the you know th- just the dropping of um fresh connection stuff. Yeah, fresh connection yeah. stuff. So how did you like land into strategy? Yeah. So I, um, I think the, yeah, yeah. The most, I think the most pivotal thing that I've done, uh, was go into the Marcus Graham project. Um, so, uh, MGP Marcus Graham project, it's a, uh, basically an advertising incubator, um, has been going on. I think this is the 15th year. I actually was in the third or fourth class. So, um, it's like, it's crazy, man. It changed my trajectory. It changed like my the way that I looked at like entrepreneurship because it actually gave me an industry. You know what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm. I learned advertising. And at the time, I was the strategist on the well, I was uh, the planner on the team. And I think planning has evolved into strategy. But um, yeah, man, that's it, it was a Marcus Grant project. And then from there, like when you're in an agency environment strategy is almost like or at least when i was coming up and i think it still holds true now we're in a more creative environment than than we've ever been with like web3 nfts and all of that stuff so people are like trying to push out the best ideas but um when i was like coming up and i feel like when the industry was in its prime maybe 10 years ago not in its prime by the numbers but just like the prime that i saw as first strategy yeah. Um, we were like leading the charge, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of the, the the projects and things that were coming in, a lot of the ways that we were growing business was through the strategic department. Um, and so it was something that kind of like from me being an intern in Chicago at Common Ground, a place that, you know, was around a while ago, um, mm-hmm. all the way to now, it's like that was the, the space that was intriguing to me. But I think uh, with like doing Stay Fresh Online, with doing Fresh Connection brand, with like doing all of these super creative things, 
um, I was able to like become super, extremely well-rounded. So it's like, I can write the plan from strategy to like the creative ideas. And so it was interesting because um, now that's kind of like my role, like at the agency at um, 1035, you know, like literally as of a couple of days ago, um, I'm back as the chief integration officer. And so it's really taking like all the things that I learned in strategy, all the creative projects, the, the NFT work, all the stuff that we've been doing over the last couple of years um, and being able to put those worlds together um, and, and and do it at an agency. And um, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how things like kind of come full circle. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I think that, um, you know, especially coming from a story of like, being dismissed from school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Got to show most most definitely shown grace. And I'm grateful. Um, it's the it's the small things, although it was like a book bag, but it was um that I still remember 15 years later, yeah. right? Um, but it's still but it takes those little things um for us to be able to get there. My you know, my story was football, right? Football mm-hmm. got me to college, um yeah. allowed me to stay there because there's no way <laughs> that if I wasn't playing football that first year at Illinois State, like I was not equipped. So man, um, a lot of us wasn't <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. Uh I think that you know just being being able to be there. I literally by the skin of my teeth got a 2.0, like a 2.1 for me to be able to still be eligible. Man, for so that first that first semester I think I had a 1.0. Then second semester I had like a to something but it like averaged out horribly yeah. um but then after that man when i came back like i went through that process of getting kicked out like that letter is on the back of my diploma um and i got i got reinstated my sophomore year and then i think maybe at the end of that year i had like a three two or something like i was going mm-hmm. crazy because it's like all right i had to change my mind you know what i'm saying it's like i'm not uh, i can do this but i gotta actually like I got to get focused. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, that was, that was another, you want to talk about switch moments. Like that was another moment where a switch went off. Like you're not going to make it. if You don't figure this out, man. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. And I'm grateful that that happens. Um, Because I think a lot of people don't necessarily hone into those switch moments. A lot of people, they have them, but sometimes it's too late for some people Mm -hmm. to get them. Um, I, I, you know, I had one recently, I think um, just not necessarily recently, like in 2016 was a switch moment. I, mm-hmm. You know, my joint kind of lasted about two years. I think I was, I was telling you about this. So I was, you know, underemployed for about two years. And then finally I got that joint with Uber. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, even on those times where I was just like, man, y'all can have this. <laughs> can have this. But I had to remember like, man, you got to like, you got to take advantage of these things. And I think yeah. that that the things that were taught there I'll be or that I you know forced myself to learn while I was there you know will <laughs> catapult me everywhere because yeah it was, yeah it was it was that switch moment like you said um so even with that what are some of the things that if you want to talk about it what are some of the things that projects that you're like most proud of you know two projects that you're most proud of um yeah. that you've been able to that you've been able to do um, I would say one of those projects is probably this is a company called Flex NBA out of um, well Sequoia Games there. I know that they have offices in New York and then they have like the tech people in L.A., um, but it's a it's an augmented reality board game. So it's the first client for um, my micro farm on Surface that I run with Josh. And um, it's been like it's been dope, man. It's it's a, like I said, it's an augmented reality sports game. They have a, a license with the NBA. And um, we are basically helping them kind of like revamp their brand and, um, you know, some look and feel stuff. So it's still like super, super fresh and, and premature right now. But we can like talk about it because it's official. Um, and then I would say uh, my new role at 1035, man, it's like I've been with, you know, have been with those guys for forever from like internship in the industry. I was I worked in the, in the ad industry in college, too. Like I was interning there before I even graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like to see like what they've built and what they've done over the years and then to like, you know, have worked there to then have like gone off and worked at other agencies and one business and done, you know, cool stuff. It's super, it's, it's like, it's dope, man. It's, I feel like it's divine. Like it's definitely God working, uh, with me being able to come back. Uh, and I think in a way that feels refreshing, right. It's not like, you know, it's no slight to, I was having a, an awesome time at the agency that I was at, like working and kicking butt. But then like, I think to get this opportunity 
um, even after, like it came after the the Flex NBA thing. So like I, mm-hmm. you know, had resigned from my job, signed a, you know, an agreement with Flex NBA to start working with these guys, and then um, had this opportunity come up. So it was just like uh, divine, man. That's why I feel like like my walk with with God is is just it's not only you know something that keeps me grounded, but like it's important because I don't like I don't I'm not of this world. Like I'm I'm not taking credit for all of these things, or like I don't move with ego from a perspective like, you know, oh, look at how far I've come or what I got. And it's Louie and I was like, none of that stuff really means anything. It's just a matter of like, like I said, like what drives me storytelling, the things that I'm interested in, but like what makes me who I am is, um, is that foundation, like having that core of, um, of my faith, of family, of, you know, love, um, which is why I, I, I appreciate where we started the conversation off too, with like the no love, because at, I feel like in those years that, you know, those 20 somethings, that's when you start to like really become, who you are, you set, you know, your foundation for who you're going to be. And I was feeling, always feeling that conflict of like, you know, I know what, what the world is and what it has, but I also know who I am. And at times that, you know, those things may never be one and the same, but I have to figure out how to maneuver around it. Cause you know, that's life. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, what's, what's, what's next? I mean, well, you told me about flex NBA. So I guess that mm-hmm. answers the question. Um, how can people follow your work? Or yeah. Like- um, yeah. So you can find me at uh, mostly all of my socials and stuff is Johnny Fresh. But right now I'm uh, I'm like in a rebuild phase. So I'm definitely doing a bunch of stuff, um, you know, at the agency. We're working on a lot of cool projects, um, stuff that I can't talk about right now. But um, that's going to be super cool, like in the next six to eight months uh, with, with 1035 and some of the brands that we're working on. And then uh, with Unsurfaced and Flex NBA, um, like we're just like we're building, man. So I think as we get, you know, as we like start to complete projects, um, more of like the IP from Unsurfaced is going to come out. Like the, the the handle for that is Unsurfaced Side, um, like S-I-D-E strategy, ideas, design and execution. Um, so that's like that's what we specialize in. But it's, it's so fresh, man. Like everything is like literally we're you know two months into running running this micro firm um and then like also having like recently just changed uh positions in my career so it's like man i'm like i'm like ground floor of of new things that i'm you know ready to like kind of rock and roll with so we'll have to re- we'll have to revisit that <laughs> I, I i look to have you on again and talk about those things and yeah man but i appreciate you uh this has been another episode of jesus and gym shoes where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, tell your mama about it, tell all that, everybody, all that. everybody about it. <laughs> you can find us at this is underscore Jesus and gym shoes and it's spelled out uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and also, you know, everywhere uh, podcasts are and also YouTube. So I uh, appreciate you, Johnny, man. I know you are crazy sure. busy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. All right, bro. Boy, this is Jesus in gym shoes. Boy, this is Jesus in gym shoes.